Uh, from uh, once I graduated with my management degree, I think I joined. Uh, I don't know how many of you uh, know LBUPS. It was a courier company based out of Bombay. Uh, the lure uh, of joining this company was that it was based in Nariman Point, one of the business centers that I wanted to be in. And uh, in their pre-placement talk, you know, they had more aircrafts than British Airways and Lufthansa put together. Uh, and great innovative technology uh, behind their operations. You know, they, had, they were tracking consignments uh, as they were moving around the country. And uh, that was a very uh, strong innovation at that point of time. What I learned after joining this company was uh, that I need to brush up my Hindi very quickly. Uh, coming from South, you can understand that, you know, Hindi was not a very, uh, Hindi was not my strength. Uh, we only studied Hindi maybe in class uh, six and seven. That's about it. And suddenly I was in Bombay and I had to uh, do the initial conversations are all in Hindi. And uh, that was my first learning saying that, look, I need to brush up my Hindi really, really quickly uh, if I were to be successful uh, doing this uh, marketing job. Uh, along with that, uh, uh, the other learning was that however strong your product proposition is, you need to have an art of first winning the receptionist who's sitting at the table because she was the one who was allowing you to meet the administration manager or the business manager. And unless you're successful in um, getting your appointment from her, it is, uh, you don't crack business, right? So great learnings. Uh, I spent about a year uh, with this company and uh, uh, launched some uh, products for the international market uh, called Charge Collect, uh, where you know one can send the sample to US, but ask the other party, the receiving party to pay for the consignment. Uh, very successful. Uh, I switched after a year to Arvind Mills. Arvind Mills at that point of time was a company which was in deep red. Sanjay Lalbai coming out of Bajaj Institute of Management was looking at turning around the company and he was actually looking at denim as the product that will turn around the fortunes of Arvind. Uh, the first two years post he launched Denim, he was super unsuccessful. It was a super flop. And uh, he, uh, you know, looked at how can he revive his dream. And uh, he recruited Mr. Govind Mirchandani. And Govind Mirchandani told him that, look, it is very difficult to make this successful sitting out of Ahmedabad. So he needs to build a team in Bombay. So that's how Arvind built a team in Bombay under the company name of Cornerstone Brands Limited. Uh, and he hired management professionals, uh, not textile engineers. A few of them were textile engineers plus management professionals, but he was okay uh, to not uh, uh, recruit me without a textile management, a textile engineering background. Uh, my first exposure, uh, so it was a startup then. And when I left the company in 2001, after 10 years, uh, Arvind from a startup had become the second or third largest manufacturer of denim in the world, right? Such was the brilliance of Arvind and Arvind's performance in, the, in those 10 years. My first experience in Arvind was Dharavi market. They sent me to Dharavi market and I was wondering that did I join the right company? 
and Dharavi, you know, at that point of time, and even today, is the largest slum in Mumbai. And that was a much my experience before I ventured into Dharavi. As I got into Dharavi, I realized it is the biggest industrial estate in Bombay. Right? I don't know how much of you have uh, had a glimpse of watching any of the documentaries uh, on Dharavi. It is an industrial superhouse. All the bags, wallets, belts, uh, uh, ladies' handbags, uh, school bags, much of it gets manufactured out there, right? And uh, so that was my first exposure. My other exposure was to do concept selling. There were so many entrepreneurs, but who are not manufacturing jeans. So can you believe today, most of you wear jeans and, you know, jeans is the largest uh, uh, share of apparel market in India or anywhere in the world. In India, at that point of time, there was no market for jeans. There were only two brands, Wrangler and Buffalo, who were selling their jeans. Otherwise, there's no market. And we were, we had the task of setting up brands. So convincing companies to invest in manufacture of brands and getting them to success. Uh, if you know Killer, uh, as a brand, it was one of the most successful brands in India, uh, which is owned by Kewal Kiran and company. And Kewal, by when I first met him, he was a tailor by named Karamchan next to Kabutakana in Dadar, right? And today his company is valued at 2000 crores plus. So uh, it was great for me to be part of the evolution and the journey of most of these denim brands in the country. Uh, I also got an opportunity to join uh, two most innovative projects Arvind did during my career of 10 years. That is why I didn't leave Arvind, in fact. Uh, because after four years, we conceptualized a concept called Rough and Tough Ready to Stitch. Uh, that was a time when India had started accepting ready-mates, but mostly in topwear and bottomwear, we were still trying to get our bottom stitched. And we had an opportunity to say that, look, how can we get the local tailors stitch jeans? Uh, there was a mental block there. The tailor was thinking that jeans, uh, I mean, denim fabrics being thicker than the normal fabric, he cannot stitch or he didn't understand the art of stitching. So rough and tough is a concept where uh, a commodity, we branded it and made it into a consumer product, advertised it through Akshay Kumar, and we went to every taluka, set up tailor conferences. And in those tailor conferences, we educated the tailor that, look, he can stitch a pair of jeans in less than 20 minutes. In the tailor conference, the first tailor was measured, and there was a tailor sitting at the side of the tailor conference stitching while the conference is on. And in 20 minutes, he demonstrated that he could stitch a pair of jeans. And it required two alterations to his machine and we made those available at 100 rupees. And uh, so we actually built a huge business around uh, rough and tough ready to stitch. Then when we saw there was a great demand for rough and tough jeans, which are ready-made, uh, we had we came out with the concept saying that, yes, we will also make now a reference of jeans. 
And we went to Sanjay Lalbhai saying that, look, you know, here is a project we want to make rough and tough jeans and this is an investment that we would want you to make. He said, look, there is no money. Uh, I'm extremely sorry because the entire investment is going in the textile plants that you are setting up in Santej and Katraj. And he said, if I love the idea, only if you can find a way of figuring out how the investments will come in, who will fund the idea, I'm willing to give it a go. So that's the time when we were thinking as to how we can set up the business and uh, we looked at Coke. You know, Coke had great distribution in India, but no investment in any of the manufacturing setups. So they had bottlers and bottlers did the investment for them. And so we said, okay, this is the model that we'll go with. So we were able to identify and convince 10 entrepreneurs across India to be able to set up state-of-the-art manufacturing facility to manufacture rough and tough jeans. So we actually sold the cheapest branded jeans in the country at 299 rupees. And within a year, we became the largest brand, denim brand in the country. So great experience of uh, how one can think out of box uh, in everything. Manufacturing, because 24 hours we were able to manufacture cut to pack, completely integrated unit, and therefore washing was also done within the plant, and therefore uh, it is cut to market within 24 hours. We were able to make it the cheapest possible cost because we were controlling the entire uh, cost from fabric to uh, product, end product. We were also selling through FMCG distributors who were used to operate at the lowest margins. Uh, we appointed more of Hindustan Lever and PNG distributors. It was all, everything was a first in Indian fashion industry. Nobody had done it before and nobody was even thinking of it before and neither anybody has followed up after that uh, for this business model. So great 11 years with Arvind, learned a lot. Uh, then uh, made a shift to Globus. Retail at that time was a sunrise industry and uh, I was really wanted to again uh, try my luck with another startup and this was a startup. So initially for uh, two years I was heading uh, the merchandising because the CEO at that point of time uh, when I met him, he said, you may be a national head of business for uh, Arvind, but you don't have any store management experience. So I cannot give you a head of operations title. But because you know all the brands in the fashion industry, I can then give you a role of merchandising. So I took the role of merchandising for a year, year and a half. And by the time he was convinced that, look, I was the guy for him to build and expand the network of global stores from 3 to 25. So that's what I did. Um, you know, we were trying to be the Zara of India. And uh, there was a time in the company where we had a dichotomy of what will come first. First expansion and scale or first profitability. I think that's the place where we got stuck. 
and that's when i decided to move uh, to shopstop when i joined in 2008 we were already almost 18 years into business and in 18 years in the business they had acquired one tag that tag which market gave them was slowest retailer because kishore biyani by that time was expanding the format of big bazaars like crazy uh, pantaloons like crazy and therefore he was emulated or he was given the title of retail king and worse uh, uh, in comparison to him uh, we felt shop stop is something which is growing very slowly but shop stop had its own strengths mr nagesh who is the promoter ceo right uh, the founding member founding ceo not a promoter ceo it is is a founding ceo now as a founding ceo he had built the company with excellent foundation he was instrumental in building a strong customer centric culture in shoppers very strong ethics you know shopper stop got rewarded for the best published or detailed books of accounts believed in process orientation and therefore had a very strong sop orientation across the company great value for people and uh, so this is a company that i joined in 2008 and you know what happened in 2008 right till 2008 shop stop was a very profitable company and uh, in 2008 when i joined lemon brothers happened in us and economy was going down the drain and shoppers made the highest loss in the history of shop stop 68 crores loss was it a problem or an opportunity if you look at from one lens you can say that look you know here comes a new head of operations and every store is actually showcasing the worst ever performance and i am responsible for it and for me the way to look at was this is the greatest opportunity and how do we work towards turning around the company and bringing back to profitability when the going gets tough they will give 200% to the company to turn around and they will be the most loyal passionate driven force that you would ever want to have so great experience and i'm very happy this year kalyan uh, for the flipkart group has adopted the same approach kalyan a month back made a statement to the press saying that nobody in flipkart group will lose their job this year and all their increments will happen on time so basically saying that look this is a tough year we understand we will have to go through this there is a pain both of us will go through it together and we will emerge winners this is the time that we will stand behind you the staff so um, so what really happened uh, shoppers was able to grow from 18 22 stores when i joined uh, in 2008 to about 85 stores when i left we were able to also have roughly about 100 plus crossword bookstores 
uh, we had about 100 plus Estill order brand uh, outlets for Mac, Clinic, uh, Bobby Brown, etc. And we also had shops in around seven airports around the country. We built a business of three and a half thousand crore, and shoppers never made losses post 2009, even till the time I left about 2016. And so uh, this brand gave me an opportunity to manage about 20,000 plus team members who are directly or indirectly working for Shopstop. It gave me an opportunity to understand the levers of profitability and how to manage a turnaround. It helped me with an opportunity to understand how large teams function. How do you inspire them remotely? How do you empower them? And how do you use matrix processes matrix organizations to deliver results. Uh, it also told me that if you think every problem and every opportunity from a customer standpoint, thinking about the customer in the room, you will end up making the right decisions. And if you're also able to back that decision with some data, and inside, your decision is going to become even better. Uh, post shoppers in 2016, I joined uh, Mintra. And as you know, Mintra. Uh, when I left Shopper, Shoppers was number one departmental store in the country uh, with a turnover of in excess of 3,500 crores and profitable. Uh, Mintra, as you know, uh, at that point of time, uh, was a part of Flipkart a group. Uh, it is a fashion vertical and it was leading in premium fashion retail. Uh, my role in Flipkart group is building fashion brands because we believe that India has not seen great brands built from within the country. India has, I mean, most of the successful brands in India are today licensed brands, which are done by Indian fashion houses and very few Indian brands have made it big. So, I got an opportunity to use the art of digital brand building to build the largest fashion house in the country and build brands which are national in stature and uh, being in the top five at the national scale. And uh, this is what I do for Mindra. When I joined Mintra, I looked at the kind of youth, kind of talent which works here, right? Because I was working for traditional companies. When I shifted to a technology company, which is Mintra, because the vision of Mintra was to drive, to make this world a colorful, and happier place using technology. 
and so technology was the foundation of everything that we do in mentra and if you look at the quality of manpower the young and the bright people who work around mentra uh it actually gave me a very important and great insights how to work with them how to collaborate with them and how to learn from them and how to imbibe the technology in the area of my expertise which is building fashion brands there is a great dichotomy whether fashion is a science or fashion is an art and this dichotomy exists for every fashion professional and you know even today world over most of them believe that fashion is uh, art and not a science but working for a technology company i would say that you have to imbibe both today you have artificial intelligence machine learning tools computer vision tools which are available which can give you great insight into customer journey customer taste the trends which are happening across the world because people expose these trends through social media and it is easier for you to capture these trends and figure out what is happening around the world and the data i mean we all say data is the new oil and the kind of data that we churn in mintra or in any internet company is very very valuable because it gives you great insights into the customer journey and it will help you to take the right decision as i said keeping customer in mind so while the art is about imagining consumer and creating something through imagination the art of science is all about understanding the consumer behavior what the consumer likes today what the consumer is likely to like tomorrow and making sure that what the consumer is wanting to have is made available to him at the shortest possible time using faster manufacturing technologies and getting him at the merchandise at speed so this is what i learned uh in mintra and uh, the other thing that i learned in mintra being an end, endless aisle what technology can do to help you to improve speed in everything speed in bringing the product to market speed in getting to the consumer speed in taking his reactions speed in your ability to influence volumes ability to change directions the speed at which anything and everything which is done in mintra is 5x 10x of what is done in the physical offline economy which i was part of earlier so you know we have a joke around in office it says that look if you spend a year in mintra which is equivalent of spending 3 years with any other offline retailer or a brand partner because that's the way you tend to work 
that's the way you tend to bring life into you so it's a great learning very very energizing experience and the results you are able to drive are you know it's very very difficult to achieve them uh, in the old age economy or the offline world or the indian way of building brands so the digital economy has changed dramatically and uh, today when you look at marketing for example the way i was exposed to marketing we were for any brand marketing we were looking at about 80% marketing which is happening through the traditional media the traditional media i mean the newspaper the holdings the televisions uh, commercials and the likes right the direct mailers emailers and 10% was happening through digital right but when we are looking at currently the digital uh, economy or the way we are building brands digitally on mintra i'm spending almost 80% of my resources on digital advertising and maybe about 10 to 20% of it in the conventional local media so that's the way we differentiate ourselves even if you look at the consumers that we address to the mintra is able to serve the new generation which is millennial zanzi much 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 better than the offline channels because these consumers are born with gadgets they are connected to internet and technology like no one else and if you look at the quality of time that they spend using these technologies we understand that you know connecting to them or talking to them digitally makes lot of sense you are able to connect faster and if you understand them right and design stuff for them right because they look at their definition of brand is very very different their definition of value is very very different right and if you are catering to the needs of those consumers very differently you have a very successful brand that you can create 